Hello, welcome to the Lone Show. I'm your host, John May Lone. In this episode, don't have regulars because reasons. As for our guest, he's from Leo's, from somewhere, I guess. And he is an investor in gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Simon Popple. Hi, great to be here. Me too. So, how's life? Life's pretty good, to be honest. I mean, I must say, uh, um, uh, the way the world is unfolding, even though it's, uh, it's not pleasant, uh, everything seems to be pointing towards gold. You know, central banks are buying gold, uh, breaking all records, and, um, you know, the price has been going up and up. So, uh, yeah, it's not a bad time for it to be, um, you know, your, your baby. Nice, nice. And have you been up to much recently? Well, uh, children's half term and all that sort of thing. So uh, been doing that. And um, uh, we went on holiday, but it seems a long time ago, August. uh, But um, that was a lot of fun. And I live in Lewis and Lewis is a bit crazy about bonfire. So uh, uh, we had bonfire last weekend and that was, uh, you know, uh, celebrated as only Lewis can do. So there's a lot of bangers, a lot of fireworks, a lot of bonfires, but uh, yeah, a lot of fun as well. Ah, very good, very good. So what do you mean by investing into gold as you described yourself? Well, gold is is, is a strange asset class. I mean, it's, I kind of joke with people that, um, you know, it's, it's a new asset class for most people, but it's been around for thousands of years. And, um, quite interestingly, I, 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 central banks have been gold, been buying gold, uh, you know, in sort of breaking all records. And uh, I find it quite intriguing that they're buying gold. They're not buying crypto. So, you know, we don't know what's going on, but, um, I think gold has, it's got a reputation as a bit of a, safe haven asset um and uh even though i think it's got some very nice investment characteristics i would urge people to look at it as a as an insurance product as well because if um if 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 things sort of go bad it's good to have a bit of bit of gold in your portfolio um and if things turn around you could always sell it back all right then very good and how long have you been investing in gold for Oh, wow. Um, probably certainly more than 15 years. I think somewhere between 15 and 20 years. And um, But I invest in lots of different parts of the market. Um, some are, I view as relatively pedestrian, like physical gold, which I use for things like my daughter's school fees. And then I've, I've had some amazing returns, um, from from explorers um one gave me 65 times my money um and yeah i, I mean it, it's like what i love about it is you, you can kind of pick and choose and um decide kind of what risk profile you want um i wouldn't want to pull all my money in sort of really high risk stuff but by the same token i don't want it all in really low risk stuff either so i think there's something for everyone nice very good have you have invested into anything else, or is it just gold you're most interested in? Uh, no, I mean, I, I look at silver, I look at cobalt, copper, uranium, um, you know, lots of other uh, commodities. I, I, I think it's good to be well diversified. 
Um, whilst I think gold has, has got sort of better days ahead of it than behind it, um, I wouldn't want to have all my investments in one asset class. So I like to, to be uh, well diversified across different asset classes. And I think that's, you know, that's very important. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Where do you see yourself 20 years from now? Whoa. Um, well, it's interesting you say that because, you know, I, I like to invest in um, some of the more boring areas, but I also invest in some of the more exciting areas. And um, in 20 years, a lot depends on if any of those come off, because um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I've had, I've had one particularly good uh, investment that, that went up a lot. And I put that into a lot of different companies. And if one of those goes up a lot, um, you know, 20 years from now could be, you know, could be sitting on quite a lot of money. But um, uh, I, I find this, 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 this when, you're, when you're investing in products that are going up dramatically, it's, there's a lot of psychology involved. And, um, you know, if you're in a situation where you, you're literally making or losing tens of thousands of pounds of dollars in an evening, um, it's, it's actually, uh, I describe it as a high quality problem, but, uh, it's, uh, you know, it, it's not good on the, uh, on the old ticker. If, uh, if you've got that amount of money sort of, uh, spilling around and because I invest in Canadian and Australian stocks, not only do you have the, the movement in the stock, but you've got the movement of the currency as well. So, you know, there's quite a lot of moving parts. Yeah, of course. How would you know when it's the right time to invest? Well, I, I, I think that uh, it's not so much time in the market, but I think it's more time in the market. So I think that um, it makes sense to, to start investing like now, uh, but I wouldn't put all my money in, in one go. You know, I, I think it makes sense to invest over a period of time. And that period depends very much on your own sort of circumstances. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would suggest invest over a long period of time and, uh, you know, just put perhaps a bit away each month or every three months, whatever works for you. But um, I think the key is you've got to start and uh, you've got to start with a, a sort of a risk profile that you're comfortable with. Yeah, of course. If you were given 500 acres of land, what would you use that land for? Oh, it's a very good question. Um, I'm due to inherit uh, probably about 400 acres. Um, but I think land is, land is incredibly valuable. Um, a lot depends on what kind of land it is. Because, uh, for example, I know... Uh, in, in the US, I, I did some work with the farming business and quite interestingly, there was quite a lot of land that was used as unsuitable for arable. So they got it at a really cheap price, but it was absolutely ideal for solar. So um, it, it's quite interesting, you know, how sort of creative people can be with land. But I, I think that, um, you know, going back to your question, uh, 500 acres is a lot of land. Um, I would probably look to uh, see if I can get planning on any of it and uh, perhaps, you know, sell a bit of it. But, um, 
Yeah, no, I, I, I must say I'm, I'm a great believer in, in tangible assets. And, you know, that's one of the reasons I like, I like gold, because like land, gold is tangible. And, uh, you know, you can point at it and say, I own it, which I think is, you know, it's pretty good in this day and age. Fabulous. What kind of music do you often listen to? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I, th- I think there's theory and reality there. In theory, I, I like uh, a lot of sort of 80s, 90s music. Uh, reality is that I tend to listen to what my daughter and wife are, uh, are listening to. But, um, yeah, I, I think there's, there's a lot of music out there, which um, a lot depends on your mood. Uh, but um, I, I tend to find I listen to music in the car more than anywhere else. So um, any music that's good for driving is uh, is normally something I enjoy, especially if it's sort of 80s, 90s music. Yeah. You know, I like a bit of 90- 80s music as well. It's, I, I heard a very funny comment the other day. I saw, I saw it's actually a birthday card. It said that, you know you're getting old when you, you're clinging to music that you used to go out to. And I think there's an element of truth in that. I think that um, you know, quite often, you know, you're in the car driving along to and listening to, to some music that you, you really love. But uh, there you are driving to some sort of school event or something, which isn't going to be massively exciting. But uh, uh, when you perhaps first listen to it, you were, you were getting ready to go out and, and have a good time. So... Uh, uh, I think music is music's brilliant because it kind of takes you back, and uh, it sort of it, it it sort of transcends you to a different space. Yeah, absolutely. If you have to get rid of a holiday, which one would you get rid of? Oh dear. Um, ooh, I've never heard it described like that. I've, I've heard of which holiday would you like to keep, but one get rid of. Um, I don't really know, to be honest. I mean, I must say, uh, I like skiing. I've been very fortunate. I haven't had an accident yet. But if I did, that's one I'd like to get rid of. Um, and uh, my summer holidays have been a lot of fun. So um, I wouldn't like to get rid of those. Uh, I, I, I think it's, it's probably one um, prior to family life because i think that uh family life you know you never want to get rid of those holidays but uh, i'm sure that there was a holiday i went on um probably not so much a holiday probably i've, I've been on a lot of stag do's and i'm sure there's a stag do in there which uh, uh if, if i could if i could get that time and money back i probably would mm. all right then if you could live anywhere in the world where would it be Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think I like warm climates, um, but I don't like dangerous animals. So I've been traveling in Australia, which I loved, but um, you know, there's a lot of dangerous stuff in Australia. Um, I love India. Uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of these warm climates are, are fantastic, but... Um, I think one of the great things about about the UK is you can kind of travel to a lot of different places. And, um, you know, I, I love Nice in the south of France, and I think it's a fabulous place. 
but would I like to be there in 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 sort of mid October when it's really hot? Uh, you know, one of the things I love about the UK is uh, the climate is it gets warm, but it's very rare that it gets very hot. Uh, but if it does, uh, you know, you can generally find somewhere that's not so bad. And, and even if it's hot, it's only hot for a few days. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think because my family and friends are here in the UK, that's what I love about it. But uh, if I could move anywhere else, I think I'd, I'd want to move somewhere where the weather was a bit warmer. Yeah, I'd say the same. If you have to choose between skydiving bungee jumping or scuba diving which one would you choose right um definitely not scuba diving so it's skydiving or bungee i would probably say ooh, bungee because it's it's over quicker <laughs> um you know i think with a bungee you kind of i like the idea of having a rope attached to me the whole way whereas skydiving um you you should be okay and once your parachute opens you're you know i think it must be amazing but um uh i i remember many years ago doing a scuba diving course and um i just don't like being underwater and i only did it for a shark diving uh thing in south africa and um uh i must say just just being underwater would be scary enough for me. You know, the thought of having sharks around me is uh, utterly terrifying. But uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think I'd say bungee. Yep, sounds good. How did you spend your last birthday? Oh, wow. Um, well, my birthday sucks because it's the 3rd of January. So... Um, now I'm now I'm older. Um, I don't have people perhaps giving up alcohol and smoking and whatever they want to give up on the first of, of January. But as I like to have a drink on my birthday, um, you tend to find the only people who want to have a drink with you are those with absolutely zero willpower or they haven't given anything up. Um, I think also the fact that most people have been drinking over Christmas and probably drank quite a lot on New Year's Eve. Um, means that the 3rd of January is is a time of the year when people are trying to get their act together rather than go out and, 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 and drink. But, um, no, I, I must say, I, uh, I used to enjoy my birthdays when I was younger, but as you get older, you probably are less excited about them. And uh, so I just tend to sort of have a nice, quiet day with the family and um, don't do a huge amount. Yeah. Absolutely. What happens in real life, but rarely gets portrayed in movies? Ooh. Uh, I, I, I really don't know. I mean, I, I, I think there's, um, uh, I think there's, there's a very kind of um, uh, weird thing about life where, where, Things tend to happen um, that they're probably not exciting enough to be in a movie, but but they they happen. And I mean, I, I think I know perhaps people getting ill and things like that. Uh, it, it's a normal part of, of life, unfortunately. But um, 
it's not a good topic for a movie. So I, I would say health is an area where um, it's sometimes it's sometimes covered in films, but but I think that uh, uh, on the basis we all get sick at some point in our lives. It's just one of those things that we don't uh, uh, we don't cover much in in the world of film. Yep, absolutely. If your mind was an island, what would it look like? Ooh, um, I don't know. I, 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 I think that your mind varies enormously, doesn't it? Because sometimes there's a lot going on with it, and sometimes it's it's quite it's quite quiet. So um, I think if my mind was an island, I, I think it would be. You know, there'll be times when there's a lot of activity happening on the island and there's times when there's not much happening on the island. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's it's almost like the seasons, isn't it? Where you have different seasons uh, on an island, but you have different seasons in your mind. And, you know, there are times when your mind is very busy and hot and um, a lot going on. Other times it's quiet and relaxed and, um, you know, it, it, it's quite serene. Absolutely. Do you like spicy food? Uh, it's a very good question. I actually like curry, but um, it's one of those things. I, I probably like the idea of spicy food, uh, and I like sort of medium curries. But if I have anything that's too hot, I definitely don't like it. So. Um, I like spicy-ish food, but I wouldn't say I like hot, hot food. I know some people who can eat a, a chicken um, fowl and, and enjoy it, but uh, I certainly couldn't do that. Ah, fair enough. Have you heard of a drink called banana friche? I haven't, no. But do you say banana friche? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't heard of it, but I'm kind of guessing... It's got banana in, but what else has it got? Well, there's nothing else to it. It's just a mix between a milkshake and a smoothie that has all the tingly sensations in the world. I must say, I, I love I love milkshakes and smoothies, so and I, I like bananas as well. So um, uh, even though I don't know about it, I probably would enjoy it. So <laughs> if you're offering one, I'll take it. Nice, very good. If you could turn any activity into an Olympic sport, what would you have a good chance of winning a medal for? Uh, <laughs> as I'm getting older in life, I, I must say, I, I quite like the idea of some of the more sedentary sports, uh, like clay pigeon shooting, things like that, where um, uh, I don't want to take it away from these people because obviously they've got massive talents, but uh, the idea of just standing there and shooting at something and winning a medal has got a certain appeal. The thought of having to swim, run, row, sail, um, or, or do something active is not something that at my age I would be uh, massively keen on, or, or for that matter, remotely successful about. Ah, all right then. If you could get an exotic pet, what kind of companion would you like to have? Well, I must say, we've got a, a yellow Labrador, and I think dogs are fantastic companions they're not called uh, man's best friend for nothing and um so uh, yeah i i think a uh, uh, a lab 
uh, is uh, is as good a friend as you could ever wish to have. Yes, absolutely. If you could know the absolute and total truth to one question, what question would you ask? Oh dear. Um, past me, you know, tongue in cheek goes, what are next week's winning lottery lottery pool numbers? But uh, I don't know. It's I've never been asked that question before, so if I'm honest, I don't have an answer on the top of my head. But I think that um, uh, sometimes I like the idea of knowing the future, but but I think you only want to know the future if it's good. So um, I, I I think there's I know pro- probably an element of surprise. There's probably a, a, a there's a lot of questions that you you would like to ask, but uh, I think the question could be very good, but you may not like the answer. So, uh, it, in a way, I, 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 that's why I think it's such a good question. I, I, I think that you could ask a question, but uh, um, you know, you don't not only would want to ask the question, you'd, you'd want to get the answer. That you, <coughs> excuse me, that, that you would. <coughs> that you wanted so uh, yeah um, I don't really know what question I'd ask because uh, I, I'd want to have the answer and uh, but I'm guessing the question would be more about the future but uh, I wouldn't want to ask the question about the future if, uh, if, if the answer wasn't good Fair enough, I could, I could see that Would you rather speak all languages or talk to animals? I think good at languages. Um, I I think it's amazing when people have got, you know, several languages. It means they can speak to millions more people and understand more people. I think it's a fantastic gift. Um, Talking to animals, don't get me wrong, I think there's, there's a lot to be said for that, but but I think languages is, is is a real gift, and you know those people who can speak several languages, um, you know, it's a real talent. Yes, indeed. What should they teach in high school, but they don't? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I, I think that's easier. I think they should teach people about money. I think there's a lot of people who leave high school with no idea about money and investing and uh, money is such an important part of life uh, that I think even some basic understanding of money uh, would be useful. And I think that uh, you know, certainly here in the UK, uh, I don't think there's any uh, classes on money. And even if it was just you know one or two classes, I think that's better than nothing. Yes, absolutely. That is very important. What is underrated? Or underappreciated. <coughs> um, oh dear. Um, I think uh, I don't know. Probably kindness. I think that a lot of people can have kindness, and it's um, not seen, <coughs> or sometimes it's viewed as a weakness rather than a strength. And I think it's very. Uh, it's a very lovely uh, attribute that someone has, but um, 
because it, it's it's gentle in nature, it, it tends to fly under the radar, and so people probably don't um, appreciate it or or reward it perhaps as it should be, you know, as they should do. Yeah, of course. If life was a game, like most people say, what are some of the rules? Um, I think that life reminds me of playing poker, if I'm honest. You know, in life, you, you get dealt cards, and sometimes the cards you get you think are great, and other times you think they're, they're rubbish. But quite often, what you think are great cards turn out to be rubbish, and what you think are rubbish cards turn out to be great. And I think that um, with life, you need you need flexibility. You, you need to um, sort of be able to move with the times, and I suppose not have a fear of failure. You know, a lot of people um, failure is part of life, and I think if you're able to uh, accept that and fail at things and then succeed, uh, I think that's great. But I think a lot of people they probably hit failure. Um, they're not used to failure and, and they crumple. And I think that's very sad, you know, because, uh, uh, you know, they may be good at lots and lots of things, but uh, fairly early, early on in life, they find something they're not good at and they fail. And um, that stops them from, from sort of finding out about all the things they're good at. So um, I think that uh, flexibility and, and ability to overcome failure are are two very important uh, attributes to you know to to anyone. Yes, absolutely. Do you prefer headphones or earbuds? Ooh, good point. Uh, I must say, uh, I like headphones because the sound quality tends to be better, and um, when you run, they they never pop out. Uh, but I know that earphones now are so good that you you can run and uh, the quality, sound quality is very good and they don't pop out. So um, <clears throat> I would probably say earphones because I think the quality is, is so good. Um, but uh, if someone gave me headphones, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be upset with them. Mm. Yes, of course. What incredibly common thing have you never done? Ooh. Crikey. Um, I, I'm honestly not sure. I mean, I, um, I've done a lot of things. I, I, I'm a great believer in trying. And uh, it, it, as I said earlier, you know, if you fail or you decide you don't like it, uh, then, then so be it. But um, uh I know I don't like scuba diving. Um, I've tried it. Uh, I've only tried it once and hated it. Uh, and I know a lot of people do it and, and love it. Uh, so I suppose that's one that's one thing. But I can't think of anything um, that everyone has done that I haven't done because um, if everyone's trying to do it, I've probably at least had a go at it. All right then. Have you met anyone famous? Yes, I have. Um, Probably the most famous person I met was a queen, in fact. I used to make the tea at her garden parties. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I think fame is fame's weird because, if I'm honest, I think she's probably the only person I met where I was 
literally speechless meeting someone so famous. I think in, in most cases you meet someone who's famous and um, I wouldn't say it's a letdown, but you, you, you don't, uh, you, you don't sort of um, uh, perhaps appreciate the, um, uh, the situation as much as you, uh, as you, you know, as you otherwise would. But um, I, you know, I, I, I think there's a very, uh, f famous, fame's a funny thing, you know, someone could be famous for, for something, um, you know, like my daughter loves Instagram, things like that, you know, she can meet someone on Instagram and they're famous and she thinks they're amazing. Uh, fame for me is probably, you know, probably more traditional, you know, fame, um, perhaps royal family or I don't know, uh, someone who's got global recognition for something but um uh i i think it's it's a weird thing for people to have and you know i think you have to be careful what you wish for i think that uh, there are cer certain positions in society where you have fame and you're always sort of taught how to deal with it but there's other people who have fame thrust upon them and they it's something they've always wanted but as soon as they've got it they're they're less keen on having it because it's not uh, not perhaps what they thought it was going to be. Yeah, absolutely. And that is all we have for this episode. It's great having you on, Simon. Talk about your investments into gold and well, everything else has been great. Well, thank you very much. I mean, I I must say it, it, it's an area where I think that uh, you know people should at least look at it and. Um, you know, I'd urge them to get some physical gold from a reputable dealer in whatever country they live in and, um, you know, at, le at least start the journey, at least have some. Um, I think it's highly unlikely anything nasty happens, but uh, if it does, then having some gold uh, is probably no bad thing. And I, I just add to that, that, you know, if anything nasty did happen, I think there'd be a massive queue for people wanting to set up accounts to, to buy gold. And that's not a queue I'd want to be in, and I wouldn't want your listeners to be in it either. So even if they just want to buy a very small amount of, of gold or something silver or whatever they want to do, um, I think just having an account set up is probably no bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And until next time, stay tuned for more.